welcome to our world. Before I even start the show, I would like to say, I forgot to say at the end of last show, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there who are listening in. I hope you yeah, had a great Father's too. Day. What about you, Ned? Uh, everything was good. I enjoyed my Father's Day. And now it's like back to the real world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the real world. You just, I guess you step into fantasy here and there, which yeah, is I not mean, a bad thing. You celebrate Mother's Day, Father's Day. I mean, technically, should be celebrating more than one day a year, but whatever. Yeah, I guess every time you get that sweet hug and kiss and I love you, you get a celebration. Yeah, Take it that way. So. You know, the world's not going to tap you on the back, but if your baby does, take it and be happy. But I will say, I, I, the only thing that pisses me off on Father's Day is women that say that they're the father because I guess their actual father is absent. It pisses me off. As a woman, you cannot be a mother and a father. Pick one. You have to pick one. No, you can be a super mom, but that's all you're going to be. Yeah, that's all you can be. You can't be the dad, too. Right, you're right. You're just a mom. You know, there are men out there raising children, single-parent fathers. Yeah, he's I've never, never going to go online and say, hey, happy Mother's Day to myself. Yeah, he's never going to be the mom. Yeah. He can't be the mom. You know, there, there's, that's why we have different roles. We have different responsibilities in life, you know? Yep. Now, let me ask you a question. We have, we're not, we're not going to bore you ladies by being a super sports show, but there are some sport issues that we must address. Did you watch the Sergey Kovalov versus Andre Ward fight this weekend? Yeah, sure did. Sure did. Did you see it? You know what? Yes, I did see this fight. Okay. And I have a, I have a hell of an opinion on it. What do you think? Uh, Andre Ward is a special, special fighter. Yeah. I don't think, I think Andre Ward hasn't lost a fight since he was 14 years old. That's right. He has not lost amateur or pro since 14, and he won the gold medal for the United States. Yep. Now, there's one thing that Andre Ward showed the entire world, that this Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight will be an absolute positive joke. And I'm just going to tell people, one round, you could, you could Google it or YouTube it or whatever you want to do. Just watch the very first round of Ward Kovalov. Andre Ward does this thing. See, I don't watch fights like regular people. I watch fights as an ex-fighter. So I look, I'm looking to like dissect like a professor when you give me a test paper. Andre Ward gives you this front shoulder. And he, when he gives you the front shoulder, his distance between his chin and your arm is like you would have to be Kevin Durant to hit him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Floyd does the same. Exactly. He does the same thing. It's a low front shoulder thing where you suck, and it's on such an angle where he's never really square. The only time Ward ever gets hit is when he's square with Kovalov. Yeah. Other than that, and I watched it, and I was watching this guy, Andre Ward, paint a beautiful picture. Now, I'm, you know that there's already a controversy with the ending. Yeah, but I got my own opinion on that. I think, I think one, and I seen when it happened, Kovalov took a liver shot, yeah. and he was done. If you've ever been hitting your liver, people, you are basically toast after that. 
It takes forever to recover from a liver shot. He did not have a chance to recover from the liver shot, and that was it. That's why he doubled over at the end. He was done. The referee actually gave him a break. It was the end of the round. He would have sat on that bench, and it would have just – the pain would have kicked in. His adrenaline would have dropped. He was done. It was over. Yeah, I even said if the referee didn't stop the fight, it looks like Ward was killing his body so much in that time frame that he was he was either about to go down or take a knee. He should have just took the knee if, it, if that was the case. But even the announcers were saying they think they thought his ribs was broken. Cause every time he got hit in the midsection – he he bundled over. Yeah, you know what, man? He was he was in a great deal of pain. It just lets you know that Sergey is a tough mother effer, man. Yeah, that is a tough man. He and Andre not only is he highly skilled, but he painted a beautiful picture. He did not rush himself. Even if it had to go to the next round, he was saying, "I'm beating the body. I'm going to keep chopping a tree." He didn't decide to all of a sudden go head hunting. He hit him with one sweet head punch and said, let me go bring it back down. This dude's body is giving out. I'm going to bring his body to a crawl. So we see that you watched the fights. Did you watch any UFC? Uh, I missed the UFC, but I caught the Holly Holm versus Def Correff. Correa. Yeah, caught that fight. Okay, well, i tell you what. This is another one of those UFC cards where, for the most part, that's all you needed to see was the main event. Okay. And Holly caught, and it took me a day for it to, you know, I'm so silly. It took me a whole day. The kick was the same kick that she gave Ronda. Yeah. The only thing it looked like, Beth took it. She took it better. Yeah. (laughs) Beth took it better, but... If you notice, at the end, when she got dropped by that kick, Beth put her hand up, like, stop! And she punched her in the face. looked like she really knocked out then. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, that finished her. But she put the hand up. That was the plea. Somebody help me. Stop this shit! <laughs> so, you know what? When Holly can land like she can land, she's dangerous. But you know what? I'm going to say something. There's a woman out there named Amanda Nunez. And until somebody can beat that up, there's nothing I'm going to say about her. Yeah, uh, Amanda looks like she punches bricks for a living. Amanda's on a whole kind of different level right now. So Holly, Holly's in a bad spot. Holly can beat up everybody she wants to in the world, but it's like this monster's waiting in the corner. And until you can beat up that monster, and anything else you do is almost like a waste of time. I feel like you don't know which Holly you're going to get. Right. Well, think about it. Holly hadn't won in like two years almost. Yeah, she just lost like three in a row before this before this win. So it's like which Holly will show up. They said this good Amanda Nunes fighting next. Shevchenko, mm-hmm. supposed to be able to give us a challenge. But she beat Shev, this girl before. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is a rematch. You know, and Nunes seems very confident. And like you said, what Nunez hits, she seems to hurt. Yeah, because I, I learned from when she beat Nisha Tate. I've seen Nisha Tate get her eye socket, her orbital bone and her eye broken and still moved forward. When Nunez hit Nisha Tate, it looked like Nisha Tate was like, oh, fuck this, I'm out. Hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. So we just talked about Father's Day real brief. So uh, I don't want to talk about him being a father. 
But the brand new father, Jay-Z, supposedly this week, people, we're going to have a new album drop by Jay. Yeah, I think they said June 30th, though. Oh, oh, June. So they moved it back to June 30th. Yeah, I think I think they said June 30th. Okay. Now I'm hoping this is just personal. I'm hoping it's better than that Holy Grail, uh, uh, whatever the hell Holy Grail. I didn't like it. No, I don't really recall it. On the whole, you know, that was the Tom Ford. Tom Ford, you know, uh, Jay Z's Holy Grail album. Yeah, yeah, I, I know it's true. I just. It's not an album that I'm going back and listen to. Okay, see, and it was, it was dropped like in, in the, 2013, so if it's not like, you know... Oh, it's definitely not on my radar then. No, no, it was not a great album. I mean, even though there are a couple of songs off that album I still listen to, I liked one he had with Frank Oceans, and I okay. actually liked one he had with Rick Ross, and I'm not a big Rick Ross fan. Yeah, Rick Ross is here. Now, we always talk about television and stuff like that. Well, before we get to television, Bill Cosby's mistrial. Finally. I kind of figured, figured this would end up either this way or... I kind of figured it was going forward to mistrial. Now, this guy... The no prophet, jury takes 50 hours. <laughs> if you take 50 hours, then you nine times out of 10 is more than one juror holding out. Yeah. And, and, and people... I'm going to let you know how sick a society we have. Bill Cosby, and I'm not saying that Bill just deserves a walk, but when you get to be 80 years old, if you sentence somebody to two years, you're basically giving them a life sentence. Yeah, definitely. This is, they'd be better off financially hurting him for shit that happened 15, 20 years ago. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to women. but I just don't really understand this one because I'm like, uh, this came up. About fifteen, about fifteen years ago, they settled in civil court. Then they supposed to have not been any prosecution after that. So how do you bring it to prosecution now? I don't even know how the statute of limitations on this one goes. So I mean, it's kind of a tricky thing, but it, it kind of leads me to a point. Okay, fifty hours of deliberations or whatever, five straight days. We talking Friday through fucking Saturday. I mean Monday. Through Saturday, right? Yep. But yet and still, Geronimo Yancey in that Philando Castile case, they probably deliberated for 22 minutes and acquitted him. Yeah, it, it, this, this country needs to do something with... I don't know how to... A cop could automatically say, I feared for my life, and get off for murder. That's all you have to say is, I feared for my life. Right. I mean, okay, well, I, I went out and I did some, uh, a little bit of research because I wanted some numbers. Yeah. And they said since Michael Brown back in 2014, that's the Ferguson case, mm-hmm. there have been 17 cases where cops have been brought up on murder or manslaughter. And most of the juries in all these cases have been white. And only 15 of the 17 have even went to verdict so far. And we're talking... Three years. Yeah, that, that's fucking insane. And yesterday, someone, a woman got shot. Who they called the cops? Pregnant woman. Yeah, who called the cops? So I don't know what the hell. You could just say, uh, like I said, you, I'm fighting for my life. But my thing is, if a cop come at me and I'm fighting for my life and I shoot the cop, I'm probably gonna get life in prison. Yeah, but see now it puts you in one of those. 
you know, this was always a cliche type situation that people talked about. I'd rather get carried by, you know, judged by 12 than carried by six. It's almost where you leave the door, your door as a black man in America. And if you have some kind of running with a cop, you have to decide, is it going to be the six or is it going to be the 12? Yeah. And I think that's fucked up because a lot of people can't even relate to that. You wake up in the morning, you got a normal life, you got a normal family, you got a normal job, you got plans for the weekend and weeks later just to go about living your life, paying your taxes, one day growing old and dying. But every morning, you got to put it in the back of my head. When I get at the train station, is the fucking cop going to say, hey, buddy, I seen you hop. Oh, man, I got a Metro card. I got a monthly Metro card. I didn't hop no train. Yeah. But he decided today it's going to be you. Yeah, I told some, I think I told this story before. I got pulled over one time, and the cop was like, hey, you was on your cell phone. No, he said, you ran the stop sign. First off, he was a whole avenue before me. So I'm like, how did you see it if I ran the stop sign or not? I said, I stopped at the stop sign and I made the turn. He said, oh, well, you was talking on your cell phone. Now, now I'm talking on my cell phone, but my car has Bluetooth and speakers. So why would I be holding my cell phone to my ear talking and have Bluetooth capability in the car? Yeah, I, I was like, my car has Bluetooth. Oh, don't talk back. What? No, now I'm not even allowed to defend myself. No, no, we it's it's a, we are we're in total. We've reached insanity. Okay, we've reached such an insanity where it's all right, and I'm not even talking about like national issues. It's all right to now just out now get in front of the general public, lie, just lie. Okay, like good old Goodell did this week. He stunned. That Kaepernick is being um, he's being shunned. Did he take questions from reporters? No, he didn't. It's just a statement. This statement is he is not. You're not going to take questions from reporters. Go on ESPN and sit down on the first take or Chris Bassard show. They take questions as to why these other like literally bums are being signed, and you still have this guy who took his team to the Super Bowl. That can't get a job. See, but when the shit rolls down from the hill, it rolls down fast. Think about it. The guy who's living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue can out and out lie to the general public. So a guy like this says, I'm just running a big corporation. I can lie to the general public. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. Man. It, it, it's insane. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's like we everyone's living in an alternate universe. It's like we're living in... It's a United States reality show. Right. What did we, uh, remember that one time, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Yeah, yeah, I watched Seinfeld. Okay, when it had like the other Jerry, I mean the other George and the other Kramer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're in. We're in an alternate universe. Yeah, I think Star insane. Trek had an episode like that too. I don't even know how people wake up in the morning and say the things that they, like we all have that one friend that's, like the liar, yeah. It's the whole make, country now. Make shit, make shit up. You can be like, dude, the sky is blue. He's like, nope, it's purple today. Like, they just make shit up from the top of their head. Yeah, or as we call them in my old neighborhood. Mean, meanwhile, back at the ranches. <laughs> meanwhile, back at the ranch. You know, see, that's what T-Mobile Arena is going to tell Ice Cube. We never had you set up for the championship. Yeah, <laughs> that was an open date. 
Yeah, Q gonna have to get some money. Uh, I, I figured he gonna have to negotiate to leave that because they already so they already started selling tickets. Okay, and for people that don't know what we're talking about, Ice Cube's three on three basketball, the Big Three, their championship game was booked for August twenty sixth at T Mobile Arena, the same date that they gave Connor and Floyd. Insane. Now, <laughs> whoever was the event planner for that, they're fired. Uh, dropped the ball. Yeah, they dropped the ball. Because you want to know something? Ice Cube just his eyes just glow because he's gonna say suffering and damages, and he's gonna get paid. Oh yep, ching ching. Oh man, the, the ching ching on that one is ridiculous. You sold oh. the tickets. Now you got to get another venue. They're not gonna get rid of the Conor McGregor fight because that's like a four hundred million dollar fight. Yeah. They said they're going to move Ice. They're going to try to move Ice Cube over to MGM um, Arena. Is it a small arena? It's, it's not just that it's a small arena. I don't know if you've ever been in the back of MGM. That shit is massive. And it's acreage. Think about it. T-Mobile Arena, you walk through the little park and you're in the front door. Yeah. <laughs> and it has parking right there. You don't even have to walk 10 feet to park it. The parking is right there. You could like go in, put it this way. You could go outside with your auto starter and click, 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 and hear your car. <laughs> now these people got to walk fucking mileage, and you know they're going to be some assholes, and they're going to have the women with the high heels. Dudes are going to be overly dressed. I mean, it's going to be a shandango back there. So, Yeah. Someone dropped the ball. That's a huge drop. Man, I got a – if you have not seen this one, Get this one. I'm a big fan. 30 for 30. Celtics, Lakers, best of frenemies. You'll have to check that out. I didn't see that. 30 for 30 is the best sports documentaries out there. And this one is another Grand Slam home run. I mean, it's just, it's good. It put it just for three hours. You want more. Oh, damn, that's pretty good. It's three hours in one sitting or it came on three episodes? It was two episodes of an hour and a half each, or the first one was two hours. And Well, if you break it up like me, I have TiVo, so I could watch it, you know, a little here, a little there, and that's how I did it. I watched it like an hour, then an hour, and an hour. Okay. You know, so I don't beat myself up. I mean, TiVo to me is one of the greatest inventions ever. I can, um, I can be outside the house and hear about a show and just click one button on my phone and it'll tape it. Yeah, I'm going on record that within the next five to ten years, cable television is going to cease to exist. Well, you know what? Stuff like Cody will kill it anyway. Yeah, they're having their own issues right now. Well, you know what? I always wondered about the legality of a Cody. Yeah. Well, Cody is – they went to court before, and they was allowed to keep going because Cody is nothing but a XBMC, which is a media center people are allowed to use in their home. Now, the add-ons that people develop for it is a total different thing. Right. I mean, because let's not forget, they share information. Like, say, you, they even have an app. Like, say, Conor McGregor, Mayweather. And this might be the bomb that actually explodes Cody. That morning, millions of people are probably going to get a warning on their phone of what channel to tune in to get a live feed, live, not delayed or anything, live feed to this $100 pay-per-view. 
Yep. And that's the thing. They can't stop the guys that's creating these add-ons that's doing that. Cody's just a platform or software that allows you to be able to run your own home media. That's what it's for, your own media that you own. But you get these developers that create these webs that create these uh, holes in the software to utilize uh, to get illegal content, streaming content. Right. And you would have to figure, I'm, I'm, I'm easily going to say a million people, if we want to count the company, whatever, a million people will tune into some form or fashion on Cody August 26th to get this hundred, because I'm thinking this is going to be a hundred dollar pay-per-view. Yeah, most likely because the Manny Pacquiao was about 90. So this might be about a hundred dollars. So, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put my name out there on anything. Have I seen anything on Cody that probably would have cost me money? Yes, I have. Yeah. I'll say like this. There was a time, I think it was in the nineties when you had the, at least with time one, I don't know about the other companies. You had hot cable boxes. People were selling hot cable boxes. Yes. Then you went over to, what was it? For music and stuff. He was using like Napster and links. Uh, yep. Yeah. And then they started using torrents. Now this, now it's Cody. So every time something phases out, somebody else is going to grow. Right. Because I, and, and you always wonder why the hell are these people like the people that make the anti wear for these corporations, but these corporations won't hire them obviously for whatever reason. Yeah, because there's always going to be something out there that comes that comes up. Look at music. People with albums were leaking months in advance. Now with the iTunes and all this stuff, people are actually holding their albums to the very last minute. They'll rather put out the digital copy first, then drop a physical CD. Right. That's this what sold is not leaked. Right. That's what Jay is doing. He's actually dropping it that day on uh, his thing, whatever the hell that thing he's got. What's the name of it? title okay he's just gonna drop it and then they, i think they do it for like some offer if you tune in that day you get six months blah 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 see and that's what i think what you call them did that was kind of smart wwe did a very smart thing they said that we're one of the most pirated entities entertainment entities there is they knew that every month they were going to be and it seems like every month now they offer a free 30 days all they want is the numbers. Yeah, that's all the stockholders care about. Is the right. Numbers. They want the numbers. If we could, if we could say we have viewership, the money will take care of itself. We're not even worried. Because think about it. If they offered a free month at WrestleMania time, which you would think that they would not because that would be their biggest, even casual fans might watch. Yeah. But they was like, you know what? Watch for free. We just want your number. Sign up with us, and we'll do it for you. And I always think that these companies, when you, which is most people, when you sign up for this stuff, you might forget that you even signed up. So every month, that ten dollars is getting pulled off your credit card, even though you're not watching the content. A lot of people forget that they actually signed up for some of these things. I had a Netflix account that I may have used out of 365 days. I may have used total a month. But I never went on Netflix to cancel the goddamn subscription. Yeah, that, you know what? That happens to the best of us. And now think about it. If we can get, say we get 3 million people to sign up. If we only get 2% of 
of you to forget, that's 30,000. Yeah. You know? And and some people, like, with the WWE Network, you might sign up for WrestleMania, and then you might say, well, I'll sign back, I'll quit, and then I'll sign up again for SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. They think on return customers as well, so. So uh, we got another big fight coming up. Now, you have to enlighten me. Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao is fighting Jeff Horn. I don't know Jeff Horn from a hole in a wall. I just know he's 16 and 0. But the only good, the only thing good about this fight is it's on ESPN. They okay. now have a deal. Bob Oren's company did a deal with ESPN, and Manny Pacquiao hasn't fought on ESPN in maybe. I mean, he hasn't fought a free fight in maybe 11, 11 or 12 years. Yes. So it's reintroducing the public to Manny Pacquiao, which then will propel his next fight if he does well against this guy to a pay-per-view numbers. So it's kind of smart on that end. And you know what? Boxing, and I'm not just talking show box, an HBO box, because a lot of people don't even have those premium channels, you know? Yeah. Boxing always had a footprint on, in my day, on free television. ABC, NBC, CBS always had fights of some sort at some time, especially on Saturday nights. You know, just to keep it in the, because, see, that's the one thing, as much as I think Dana can be a dick, that's the one thing I think the UFC does smart. It's not on a premium channel. It's on, like, Spike TV, and you can find UFC on Fox and Spike at least once a month, a yep. full card, and 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 it keeps it in the general public's eye. Yeah, someone said the other day, like, uh, oh, this morning on first take, they asked, um, I think it was Bob Oren. They asked, why isn't Andre Ward a household name? And he basically said the truth. You, when do you hear of Andre Ward other than when he's fighting? He said, if I was his promoter. I will have Andre Ward out there to build his name up instead of you only hear Andre Ward when he has a fight coming on. That's true. The guy's undefeated. He should be a household name, but you, you don't see him, so you're not going to talk about him. Yeah, and not only is he undefeated, he might be pound for pound. So Yeah, and sometimes, you know I'm not going to lie, sometimes you have to – if you're an asshole, you become a household name. There's no such thing, I don't think, of bad publicity. Yeah, but you know what? In this day and time, every almost every celebrity who's, say, an actor or a singer or a rapper, they also have podcasts, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, there has to be seven or eight late-night talk shows five days a fucking week, man. Yep, yep. And, and don't forget your own social media platform. Right. I mean, damn. Uh, you got Kimmel, you got, uh, uh, what the Fallon. hell is his name? Fallon, the fat English dude. Yep. You even the, have Chelsea, who's on Netflix every night. Yeah, the black Australian guy. I mean, the black South African guy. Oh, Trevor Noah, yep. I mean, these are all shows. Listen, I'm the world champion. Matter of fact, I can come in there with so many motherfucking belts, I need nine people to carry them. Yeah. Gotta, that was, that was flipping me out Saturday. Those guys, both Kovalov and Ward, they each had like 900 belts. Yeah, you don't know. I I don't even count belts in the in the boxing world. 
I mean, it's like you could actually go to a trophy store and just say, make me four more of these motherfuckers. They'll look official. Who's questioning them? They're coming in, coming in the ring with the ABC, the D, BC, the WFC. I have no idea what type of titles, who has the title. I didn't know who's the champion. Now, this is this flipped me out this weekend. And I'm going to say, uh, he ain't going to hear me, but I'm just putting it out in the air. I'm going to say get well to UFC, ex-UFC welterweight champion Matt Hughes. Uh, did you hear about him? No, I haven't heard. Uh, I guess it was Saturday or Friday morning. His fucking car ran into a train. Oh, shit. How does that even happen? Well, you know what? I can't really, I don't want to put no dispersions on it, you know, anything like that out there. But you got to see a fucking train coming. Yeah, unless it's one of those instances where the arm, you had to cross the tracks and the the warning sign or the caution sign didn't lower. Well, here's the thing. This, we're not talking now. I could see, at first I said, okay, this was one of those accidents that happened 2, 3, 4 a.m. See, New York does, I'm going to tell you now, I don't know if you ever drove in the South at night. There ain't a motherfucking light. Your oh, yeah, pitch black. Pitch black. And that shit takes some getting used to. Yeah. Okay? We talking pitch. We When we landed the other night, we landed, say, Wednesday morning, 1 o'clock. So we flying in. Do you know we couldn't see anything on the ground until you seen the airport? There's like no street lights, like for miles. Okay, there was no highway traffic, no nothing. But this shit happened ten thirty in the a.m. Oh shit! So we talking broad daylight, right? One thing about a train, I don't give a fuck how noisy it is where he was. More than likely, he was in some small town as it was a railroad going through. You hear that shit for several blocks away, man. Unless you yeah. got your radio on deafening. Yeah, you got your radio blasting. And put it you this way, his passenger side got hit, meaning he crossed right in front of it. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. That's, well, sometimes you get those people that's like, oh, shit, the course is fine, but I can beat it. I can make it. Now, where I live, not where I live so much now, but where I moved from the other side of town, I was closer to Wake Forest, North Carolina, right? I had to cross. To go golfing, I used to cross over railroad track all the time. My first time ever doing it, I was like, I don't like this. But you find out real quick, you move across that railroad track at a good speed. Mm-hmm. At a good speed. And if anything happens to the car, it shuts down at anything, there's no options. Take the fucking key out there. Forget the key. Get the fuck out the car. (laughs) Get out the car, yeah. That's a matter of fact, they tell you that on your driver's test. Remove yourself from the vehicle. Lose the vehicle. The train will destroy the vehicle. I don't don't understand. That shit would be like Godzilla. You know how Godzilla just comes through town, destroy. Man, that train will fuck that car up. I don't give a damn if you're driving a Suburban or what. Yeah, you ain't got to tell me twice. I'm out. Yes. So, like, on my side right now, I have I, mean, I have trains, but it's downtown, so I don't really cross tr- railroad crossings anymore. All right. But I have definitely crossed, I mean, damn, man, this one railroad crossing, I had to go over it all the time. I remember one time I was behind a school bus, 
and the school bus went across, and we got to give these school buses like a great amount of distance. Yeah. See, we don't play that game like uh, like in New York. When the motherfuckers mean 200 feet back here, they mean 200 feet here. <laughs> and and don't go around it. You must stop on both ends. He puts his little uh, arm out there to stop. Man, I'd be like, you know what? Damn, school bus. I try not to leave home. I have the school buses uh, kind of like clocked down. Yeah. I know what time they come through. I don't go to the store during that time. Yeah, the worst thing that I ever get caught behind is a school bus or a garbage truck. Oh, see, why you had to say that? <laughs> Do you know I am the king of being stuck behind a truck? I remember one, <laughs> not too long ago, me and my wife, and and she she has the right word for it, garbage juice. We were behind a garbage juice. <laughs> you could smell the juice of the truck. Yeah. And she was like, your car. pull the fucking windows Oh, why is your window down? I was like, oh, shit, I got the AC on. Let me pull this window up. And you could just, and every time that I needed to go right, that motherfucker went right. Yeah. I needed <laughs> to go left, he went left. I'm, I always seem to get stuck behind some kind of truck, a working yeah. man's truck, a garbage <laughs> truck, a pickup truck. I mean, or or, or a 16, uh, 16 wheeler. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst. You gotta have respect for the garbage truck because if you can smell it in your car and you're behind it, imagine the people that's driving the truck. Oh man, and I don't think you get a mean shit like that. No, I don't think so. Okay, and that brings him. That makes me think of something. Now I'm deep. I'm like episode ten or eleven deep now, and Orange is the new black. Okay, I'm on seven. So, and I understand and respect your viewpoint of how. Wentworth, am I correct? Yeah, Wentworth. Okay, Wentworth is more reaching for the juggler vein. Yeah. But see, that's the type of thing that you're going for there. Uh, Orange plays, it's, Orange kind of tickles the taint. One scene could be deadly serious. The next scene could be so silly, it makes no sense at all. At all, that these people actually exist all together in one prison. Or that they exist, Period. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I I I don't I don't like. Okay. Tasty does a hell of a dramatic scene. You might have seen it. it probably was in episode six or seven, where she comes out and she talks about Poussey, and that oh, was yeah, like yeah, yeah, high yeah. drama, and that was beautiful. Yeah. Good acting. Blah blah blah. And then you know the very next scene, you'll have somebody just do something that makes absolutely no sense. Like run across the floor and slide in the middle of a riot, like they doing uh, you know those uh those, you know those things that they those wet and wilds they sell. Yeah, oh, oh, a slip and slide. Yeah, so for no reason in the middle of a fucking riot, do a slip and slide up the floor. So I understand, but I am saying that I enjoy because I'm not looking for this to punch me in the face like Oz. <laughs> I'm not looking for this. I'm not even. I'm not even looking for the the level of acting like uh how to get away with murder all right i'm just I, it just baffles me i'm like okay i don't know maybe i need to un, not think of it as reality but it's a comedy name a prison that if there's a, a riot that were going for three four days without fuck what the governor's gonna say <laughs> that nothing's gonna happen as if no one's they're just gonna let it happen for three days 
Yeah, I don't well, care if you have a million hostages. Or that my, will be taken down by a couple of hours. My wife keeps alluding to one thing because she's a female. She keeps saying, this fucking place must stink. I'm thinking that I'm watching a show and my wife's getting a mental smell, like smell of vision She's saying, damn, all those poons unwashed and the shitting and the pissing and the throwing of the food and the blood. I mean, that place must smell like, no wonder half of the women are outside. Yeah. But it is hilarious that they, if you do something bad, they lock you in a porta potty because I hate the porta potty. Listen, listen, the porta, you, now that's just, Put it this way, okay, we got this thing in my house, right? We don't watch anything during dinner time that can be remotely, like, stomach upsetting. Not that I get my stomach upset. I can watch anything. Yeah. My wife just doesn't like to watch, like, anything with vomit or like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this season, the potential for vomit to be in any scene is great. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't actually watch it while we eat. We go to comedies. You know, comedies are clean. You can, like I have, everybody has their kryptonite. My kryptonite is needles. I'm heavily tattooed, but I cannot watch anything to do with like mainline needle shooting. I can't, not even one second. I become like a two-year-old boy. I cover my eyes. I close my head, turn my head. It's really my kryptonite. I'm like yeah, a little punk ass bitch that, when it comes to that. Like, <laughs> I can't watch anything that makes like uh, injury, like those extreme injuries. Like even the NBA, if a guy twists his ankle too bad and they show it on replay a thousand times, I probably won't watch the replay. Oh yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, like George, George, George's uh, blade break. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Yeah, and the guy, that college guy, that uh, bone came on his leg when he sh- tried to shoot a three. Mm. I think I watched that one time. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I got my thing. Like, I can watch blood. I can watch vomit. Uh, unfortunately, I watch movies that uh, simulate shitting. And it don't yeah. bother me a bit. Doesn't not bother me a bit. But let somebody, like, train spotting. Train spotting to me was like the world's worst horror movie. It was I just mean... too much shooting up drugs. And I could not handle it. I'm sorry about that. That's crazy. I just could not handle it. Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to a music festival? No. No. Would you ever... This is my goal to go next year, though. Would you go to... uh, What kind of music festival are you talking? Well, I want to go to the one in Philadelphia, and I want to go to Essence Festival in New Orleans. Okay, I know a lot of people that have been there. So what's in Philadelphia? I think doesn't Philadelphia have like a music fest that happens out there? Well, I know that Philly has, in October, they have a big-ass block party that's in Center City that covers, like, all of downtown. Me and my wife went down there several times. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. It's called the Midtown Midtown Festival. All right. Now, uh, that Essence thing, that's in Louisiana. Yeah. Someone has just recommended... At least once in your life was going to Coachella. Okay. See, because I was thinking, you know, this passed me by. I'm not going to sit there and bullshit nobody. EDC passed me by age-wise. I am so, and I'm not jealous, so I got to try to figure out the right word. I'm a little envious that young people 
have this opportunity. I wish some shit like this existed when I was younger. I would have been at EDC in a heartbeat, man. What the hell is EDC? The Electric Daisy Festival Carnival. It just it just was this weekend in Las Vegas. But you guys had it in New York. They had it in Jersey at the Meadowlands or MetLife or whatever the hell you call it. Oh, go go to show you how much I pay attention to the thing. Well, this is house music, you know, like Telesco. Oh, like uh, EDM music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Electric music. Uh, Calvin Harris, Telesco, that type of people. Um, oh. But see, I like that music. And it's a three-day festival of all day, all night, man. And, you know, I, I just think that I would have enjoyed it. Now, Coachella, depending on who the acts are, now you have something that's coming up in New York. And I, I, I don't know if people know about it or even you know about it. It's the Black Punk Festival. Uh, is that something that happens in Brooklyn? Yes. Yeah, I think I've been there once. How did you enjoy that? Uh, it was. I don't. It's fine, but I don't. Is it called Afropunk? Afropunk. Yeah, I I think I went one year in Brooklyn. I think it was in one of the parks. I was fine during in the daytime, but once it got too crowded, I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, matter of fact, I think there's some um, like Solange Knowles is going to be there this year. And some other like alternative type black acts. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a friend that goes every year, but I'm Who's not a. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good with crowds. Uh, if it's not in the arena, I'm not good with crowds. Okay, well you know what? I can respect that. See, now I'm I'm wishing for a massive amount of success for this kind of thing, and I will tell you why. I come from a generation, not far from your generation, but I don't remember your, you guys having to bury artists the way my generation buried artists. Tracy Chapman, Terrence Trent Darby, Living Color, and basically Lenny Kravitz were all buried before their careers even started because black people would not support that kind of music. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just... Matter of fact, these these people became clowns. They became, if you think about it, if you go back and look at old Living Color, uh, in Living Color, yeah, they made fun of these people because yeah, it was it's not the norm for black people, right? So how dare you be this kind of artist? So, and now these these are people that are beloved by more hipster type white people because if it wasn't for them, they have no career at all. Yeah. But, like, the black generation now, it's like, they go along to get along. Yeah, they open everything. I think we've been one culture that's always painted ourselves in a box. Like, a lot of people, a lot of black people didn't want to think outside the box. Like, I only can listen to hip-hop. I can't listen to country music. Mm-hmm. I only yeah. can listen to reggae. I can't listen to... uh uh, uh reggaeton music or whatever. See, me personally, I tend to listen to everything because, like I tell people, I have friends of different from different backgrounds. So when I'm at their home or I'm listening to their music, I'm like, oh, that's catchy. I put it on my iPod. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what? Because I got a test. I got a test for anybody listening. Especially, this is a test that you run on black, especially young black men. 
and you ask them, just ask them, what does rock and roll music sound like to you? And they're all going to say the same exact thing. They've been saying this shit forever. And they're going to go like this. That's it. To them, it's just a squeaking fucking... No, it's a, it's, it's a melody. There's song, there's music. There's everything that has anything to do with any kind of other form of music is in that music. Yeah. It's just that you've been ingrained that it's not cool to like it. Like it, yeah. I, I listen. I listen to salsa songs. I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but I listen to it because it's catchy. Listen, man. I listen you, to some EDM music, but you're not going to hear EDM music on 142nd and 7th Avenue. <laughs> I can dig that. Now, we I just left Vegas, like I said, and Friday night, this DJ, white DJ, DJ whatever the fuck his name was, Styles or whatever, this motherfucker went on about a 35-minute Latin. you never seen so many white and black people boogieing their ass off because the music was good. I didn't understand a fucking word other than like every once in a while, suave. But I was like, this music is kicking ass. You my wife said, I didn't know you had steps like that. I was like, I don't know where he came from, but they just developed shit. You know, I got that natural drum in me. So I really enjoyed it. So, you know, I don't have to actually understand what you're saying to make me move. Yeah. I've always been wanting to think outside the box, though. I can't. I can't deal with people that's so close-minded. Like it's more to the world than hip hop and whatever else they're into. Yeah, like you know, we we had talked about that earlier on another show. Actually, it was the name of one of our shows. I think it was. It's not always good to stay in the hood, and that's yeah. not just your physical form. That's also your mind, the strongest thing on your body. If the if, if everything is balanced off of what the hood says. Wasn't that a DMX set song? Where the hood at? Oh, where the hood at, yeah. Yeah, so if you carry the hood only with you everywhere you go, you limit yourself a great deal because there's a lot of, you know, this, you know I'm not saying go to the Louvre and, 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 and see uh, Basquiat and Picasso. That's just not for everybody because it ain't yeah, for me. Be for but I, I, I have a good example. We went to Vegas. Not this year. I think two years ago when we went to Vegas. It was my first time going to Vegas with my brother and his friends. Now, they're used to going to Vegas and only going to these hip-hop spots and whatever. So I, one day, my brother was like, let's just go down to this. Uh, it was a club in the wind. Little John was hosting an EDM-type party. Best time my brother had. And now he was like, yo, we got to go back to those spots when we was in Vegas this time. And now he was he, he telling his friends, and they're like, oh, that was, I can't go there because it's not a hip-hop club. Like, you can't just go to a club that only has black people in it. No, no. As a matter of fact, you know what? For me, I don't want to sound wrong here, but at my age, I'm way past that shit. And that's not the, I'm not looking for Dreyas where 96% of the crowd is black. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for a mixed crowd because, first of all, I'm looking for an adult crowd. And I don't want to just hear... Especially since I think that unless it's going to give me some old school, a lot of the shit that they pump into the speakers now is pure garbage. Yeah. You know? And And I I open them to a whole new world. I'm like, you have to try new things. You can't just be so damn sheltered. You know, that's that's not a bad thing. You know what? Youngsters can teach the oldest, elders too. 
So it's not a bad, that's a beautiful thing. Just opening an eye is a beautiful thing. You know, do I want to go to a restaurant that only fucking sells chicken and waffles? Hell no. Hell no, no. I need variety. We had a guy at our table yesterday. We went out to eat. He's young. He's only like 24, 25. But he doesn't know food, so he only wants to eat like a cheeseburger. What he's familiar with. Super well done. He only wants to eat. Super uh, well done. (laughs) Yeah, he won't get. I've been trying to get them to try like at least medium well just to see how it tastes. So like, dude, you're killing all the juices with super. He's like, well, 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 well done, please. Oh, you know why? Because that's been drummed in his head that if meat isn't cooked like that, it's got well, his dad is, Yeah, his dad is the same way. His dad only wants well. It has to be like burnt almost. Yeah, but you want to know something? One day he's going to have to cut his own cord and live. And you know what? And say, you know what? I don't want that motherfucker raw because that's not my style neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of sad. Because I'm I'm a grown man, and I have to ask my wife every time, baby, how do how do we get the meat? And she'd be like, because yeah. oh. <laughs> I forget that. I'd be like, is it is it medium well, medium rare, medium? I don't know. She always yeah. tells him, and you know. I told him we're going to Greece next year. I'm like, well, what are you going to do in Greece? You're not going to get American food out there. No, you're not. So you going to eat a salad every day? Your own. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're packing your own, and you probably can get chicken, but it ain't going to be fried chicken. And I'm going to tell you now, um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that y'all are picking a good time to go to Greece. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to go, I think it's either going to be mid-July to mid-August sometime. Now, see, I don't know how that uh, revolves around their yearly cycle because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something about Greece. Crete and... Athens, you think that you felt heat in Dominican Republic. Oh, yeah. You think that you felt heat in Vegas. You think that you felt heat in Florida. I don't give a fuck if you've been in Arizona. You ain't never felt heat like you're going to feel in the Mediterranean. I ain't <laughs> telling you. I was in the Navy. We docked in Greece, and that was the fifth level of hell. <laughs> It was the fifth level. It was a hell. It was a flame. It was basically somebody had a flame torch on me. (laughs) Here it is over 30 years later, and I still remember the heat vividly. It's like my main memory from Greece. That's the same. I guess I'll be in the pool all day. Oh, man, the heat. So you got to, you know what? I would definitely Google my times just to see. I'm not trying to scare you, but that's just a reality of that place. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to see things you've never seen before. You're going to see people that look different than you've ever seen before. Food there is is fresh. I hope you're a seafood lover. I I'm I'm good with food. No, I'm saying, I, I hope you really I'm like seafood. A, yeah, I can eat seafood. That shit. Well, see, we're talking fresh, right? And I'm sure you've been some other places where you've gotten it that fresh. Like where it's 20 minutes ago, that shit was swimming. <laughs> now it's on your plate. Yeah, I'm very, I'm fine with that. Even though I won't test a lot of, I won't try a lot of things in different countries, though. Even no. though I will eat what the locals eat. Like, if they have a delicacy, like when I went to Honduras, they ate um, iguana. So I tried the iguana. Well, see, I, I can respect that. But if I go to a country just because everybody's eating guinea pig, I'm not fucking eating your guinea pig. You can just try it. Just no, try it no, 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 no. 
I'm not getting. Well, how big is a guinea pig leg? Leg? Oh man, anything leg that looks the same size as like a little pigeon leg, I'm out of there. (laughs) Oh, you've been scarred with the pigeon already. It's got (laughs) the leg has got to at least be the size of a chicken's leg. Like I'm not eating a frog's (laughs) leg, but I will tell you one thing: you go to a country. I don't know, and I always say this shit wrong, but I'm going to try my best. Igute. You ever see that big fucking river rat? No, oh, I ain't that. I ain't he, no rat. But in that, in some, well, this shit is the size. Put it this way. This shit is so big that if you got down to all fours, that's how big it is. Oh, yeah, I don't want that. No, thank you. Yeah, so be careful with the, I, I'm willing to try. Uh, yeah, I'm also not going to try monkey brains either. So it right, is right. some things I'm not going to try. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not going to go to a country where we sit in a circle and you tell me I'm digging out of this big bowl that we all got to fucking eat with our hands. You go fuck <laughs> yourself. I'm going to find me. I'm going to find me some kind of hotel dining. <laughs> but, but, but if your custom is like a, uh, ceviche fish or, you know, some, um, octopus, I can live with that. Pupo shit. First time I ever had Pupo was in the Dominican Republic, man. I was like, where the I fuck you been octopus. my whole life, Pupo? I never had octopus, sir. Oh. And if someone, if you didn't say it was octopus and you said, would you like to try some Pupo? I'm going to say hell no, because it well, sounds too close to poop. First of all, I've ate, <laughs> I eat octopus Pupo style, and I also eat it sushi style. I actually, it's one of my favorite fishes. I, love, I don't even know where I you go to get an octopus. The seafood restaurants sell octopus? Like yes. the fish market, your local community fish market. Listen, you close to Spanish Harlem. I guarantee they got it up there. I ain't seen no octopus in my uh in my fish market. No, I go to the Spanish fish market. Oh. Ask for pulpo. You don't fucking octopus, they don't want to hear that shit. You say pulpo, they'd be like, Oh yeah, then you just go home, you cut up some fucking onions, um, that looks like it comes, they go have that in the back in the freezer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It might not be fresh, <laughs> but it's it's, it's going to be real. Like poopo? No, no, no. Uh, I'm the only one in my household that eats uh, seafood anyway, so probably won't fly over too well. Well, see, me personally, seafood is like one of the best, freshest, non-fattening, healthy foods. I absolutely, positively love it. Now, before we get out of here, I just want to do talk about this. I want to see what your opinion on Paul George pushing the issue, trying to get off the paces. Well, I we spoke about this early on, and they they always said, even Magic when he first said that Paul George most likely is going to become a Laker. Now he, he I think he did the right thing. Hey, listen, I got a year left on my contract. I'm not re-signing with you guys. You could trade me, but I might not sign a. a and I might not sign with the team you trade me to, so now I'm kind of forcing a hand. I'm hearing the Cavs may rent them out. Yeah, and see, I somebody enlightened me, and I'm gonna to have to give him credit. Max said, and it made a lot of sense. Paul George doing this means that the team that they trade him for, even if it's a uh, what do you call it, a loner, yeah, they won't give up but so much. So at least exactly, you're not gonna give him. up a Kyrie Irving for Paul George for one year. Right, at least he doesn't go into a bum-ass situation. Now, I have a fantasy that I heard a rumor, and I'm hoping this shit goes true. Persingas and maybe Derrick Rose to my San Antonio Spurs for LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, that would work out. 
You know why that will work? Aldridge so? ain't playing too well. No, he needs a fresh start. It's the type of player that the Knicks seem to would pick up. It seems like see you're in New York, so you see the paper, you see the post and the Daily News and all that shit. It seems like Pasingas is not happy with Melo Jackson or the Knicks. He's definitely not happy with Jackson and Melo, but I think he's happy with Melo. But the organization of the New York Knicks is not happy with Melo. So it makes him unhappy. Right. And so he's basically letting them know that I'm not going to be re-upping with you guys. I'm like this, dude. First off, he's this, he should be going on his third year. Yes. You can't be demanding anything in your third year. You yeah, haven't proven he, anything yet. Well, that's true. But he's kind of just, he's kind of putting the foot in the water saying down the road, you know I'm not resigning with you guys, right? Yeah, I understand, but I'm saying the New York climate right now, they all like support Melo. I, to the best of me, I cannot understand why. Why? I mean, Melo's a good player, but is he that player to take you to a championship? No. I never, think his track record has proven he's not. No, he's so not. So let him go. You can't just love a player. Porzingis, to me, could be the Knicks' future. Well, you know so, what? Break Melo off and build around Porzingis. I'm not saying it's a good move for the Knicks. No, I'm yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good move. It's a good move for San Antonio. Matter of fact, it's a good move for any team in the league, including Golden State. This is a seven foot three dude who can legitimately shoot three pointers. Yeah, but the only thing that scares me is seven footers don't last too long in the league. No, but I mean you know Dirk. What? Dirk lasted a pretty long time. He was a he was a shooter, but Dirk ain't really bang with you down in the paint. And you know what? In three more years, that'll be Persingas out at the paint. He won't yeah, even go nowhere shoot. near it, inside. Yeah, you got to shoot jumpers. But can you be a seven-foot man that can't be in the paint? Because now you're a liability. Yeah, but you know what? With the way Golden State has fucked the game up with almost four guys standing at the damn circle. Oh, yeah, three-four <laughs> I mean, damn, think about it. Almost four guys are at the circle. Think you watch the NBA Finals. You yeah. notice that guys that they had playing game one through 82 wasn't playing. How much JaVel McGee did you see in the championship? Yeah, you can't keep – it's hard to put a big man in when Cleveland's trying to run small too. You didn't see much of JaVel. No, you didn't, no, too much of Zaza. Right, Zaza was the start, and then by the second quarter, you forgot that he was on the team. Yeah. <laughs> it's – it's, that's literally four guys who stand at the arch. Yep. They changed. I'm really, I got to give credit where credit is due. Golden State Warriors have changed the NBA. That's but I you, do see, I can say that if this Philadelphia guy, if Philadelphia taking that first round pick, I can see Philadelphia, if they two guys can come back healthy, I can see them being another Golden State in another three, four years. Well, you know what? Uh, the Celtics are going to do something that is kind of phenomenal to begin with. They are stockpiling first-round draft picks like, uh, like, you know, like a guy living in a, a bomb shelter. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. They're going to have first-round draft picks, it looks like, into, like, 2020. Yeah, and they're smart. They were like, I, we don't need a guard. We have a plethora of guards right now. Let's trade for the number three pick, and we get a first-round pick. And they might use that pick as a trade bait to get Mr. Butler. Yeah, I've been reading that too, which sucks for me, but I guess it's time for the Bulls to lose. It's time for the Bulls to blow the team up. 
uh, little five years. It was a dumb thing to sign Dwayne Ray, but whatever. They get Butler and Haywood, Gordon Haywood. The Celtics will be breathing on Cleveland's throat. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Ned, man, close us out, my friend. As always, folks, it's been a good show. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. YouTube to us right now is the most important. Please subscribe to that YouTube channel at yeah. NetBoy Doc. Yeah, that's also, the mothership. You can like our Facebook page at NetBoy Doc and Instagram and Twitter at NetBoy Doc. But please subscribe to that YouTube channel. Uh, share, comment, like. We don't care if you uh, disagree with us. If you don't like the show, you can just tell us why. Maybe we can help uh, change a few things. You can help us out. Once again, that's YouTube at NetBoy Doc. Well, it's been my pleasure, Net. This is Doc here, and I'm going to sign off for our world with your host, Netboy and Doc, and I'm going to tell you like I always tell you. Peace.